Yo, what's up, you dirty bitches and dirty ninjas? Motherfucking, this is the Totally Blitz Fight Club. You feel me? And the rule number one of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, but on the Totally Blitz Fight Club, we need you to like, subscribe, and share with a motherfucker because we talking that real UFC shit. We talking boxing, we talking MMA, and we back to talking football. But yo, make sure you drop a like, drop a drop a comment, and take time to call Paul ugly. Like a lot of people don't do that enough. But motherfucking, we talking UFC 279. I'm your boy, Lil KK, aka the Dom Pye, but always known as the People's Champ. You feel me? And who am I in this bitch with? What's up? This is Paul Pickle Wyndham Concha, bro. We about to break down all these fights today because UFC 279 low-key got some bangers this weekend. It's a setup, man, because I've really been looking forward to this fight since we saw it on the main event, since we saw it on the board. We was like, is it, are they serious? Yeah, this is the really, sneak peek? What? Are they going to feed him to the wolves like that? And when I saw the Izzy versus – um, and when I saw the – um. You fight week, um, UFC fight week and everything. I was thinking like, oh, they're not gonna do it for real. They still did this shit. And I'm thinking like, okay, Hazmat, he got respect for um Nate Diaz and everything, all that good stuff. But then everybody's favorite Diaz brother comes in the bitch and fuck Hazmat, fuck the UFC, fuck Dana, fuck everybody. And I'm just like, somebody might die. Yeah, you don't do that. Don't don't poke the bear or poke the wolf. But what the fuck are they fighting now, man? Tell me about this motherfucking card, homie. Man, fucking UFC 279, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The one place where that's like the home of fighting, bro. Las Vegas, home boxing and UFC fights alike. So, and this is like Nate Diaz's second home. I feel like a lot of his fights have taken place in Las Vegas. Bro, that's my, he has to be my favorite personality. You, you made the best point ever. What did you say earlier? If fucking and if UFC was big time the way it is now and marketed the way it is now back in 2007, he would have been the first UFC superstar. He would have been the original Conor McGregor that set it off just because the, all the eyes that would have been on him, like wait, he would have he would have been the same dude you see now, but in his prime, kicking ass and fighting, going up for title contender fights and really choking people out and like not the older Nate Diaz that just kind of. We love him, but we know he's deteriorated. But no, we would have got prime ideas flicking you off and then stealing you with the other hand. Like, they would have been some crazy shit. Nah, dead ass. And the way he comes up in the weigh-ins, every that would be that would be front page news every time. The way he comes up to motherfuckers talking about some. Like, he really fit a throw a Saturday. I'd be like, God damn, this nigga Nate finna beat somebody ass. His UFC poster, he's a. Like he's just fucking like 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 right. It's like pit bull flinching at your ass, right? I'm just like, okay, Nate, like just fucking do your thing, bro. I got love and respect for Nate, man. This man won what Ultimate Fighter season five, and he's this season thirty. Way this back, still, this man's still fighting top three, top three, top three people in his division because he's that big a draw, that big a money maker. So like, we laugh for that. And my boy Hasmat gets a fucking payday this week, so it's gonna be a great card, man. But Let's talk the whole card, man. What fight you want to talk first? Shit, I, re- I really like the Kevin Holland fight just because this is – it is Batman. A, Batman, Kevin Holland versus Danny Rodriguez. It's a catchweight fight. They're going to be meeting, I believe, at like 180. That's nothing big for Kevin Holland. He used to fight at 185 middleweight. He went all the way to the top, lost to Vittori, lost to Brunson, but then that one moved to 170. 
he's been a problem since. So I, I think he's still going to be the bigger fighter, even though it is a catch weight for some weird reason. No, nah, that's actually big crazy. But no, nah, I love seeing my dog Kevin Holland fight. He's a great, he, we going to come in this bitch every, I'm telling you, I got to get the shirt though. <laughs> we going to be all right, man. But I fuck with Kevin Holland, he's a great fighter, man, saved fucking lives, heroes. And his fight style is nice, big. What is he, like a black belt in um, BJJ? Likes to strike with you. But dog is nice, man. That's my homie. And he, don't, and he has a submission in his back pocket. Yeah, and people like to say he can't wrestle, but the, he, he was at a one at 185. He was going to wrestle by Vittori and Brunson, like some big dudes for 185. At 170, he's he's the big dude now. And we saw him use his wrestling in his last fight where he got the submission over 10 means. His BJJ's in there in the back pocket, like, he has like eight inch reach on everybody in the division because how long he is. Like he's just a big dude all around. I don't see him like Daniel Rodriguez. Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a, he's a southpaw boxer. And he can he can box. Like he's got heavy shots. He likes to take people heads off. He's he's like six and one in the UFC. So he's no slouch. He's only lost one fight. He's been gone for a year though, so we haven't seen him. So it's kind of like. Is he still the same guy that won the contender series, got his contract and went six and one? Or is he's been away for a year? We haven't he hasn't made no noise. Like what what's what's going on with him? But there's a close fight, nonetheless. Got a really good boxer in Danny Rodriguez with powerful shots versus Kevin Holland. Kind of do it all, man, to be honest, at this point. Nah, Kevin but tell me about other homies. Like, what's other homies? What what makes him be able to put be in the top three pre um I'm faded. No, he, has a, he was six and one coming into this. It's just other than if he would have stayed on his his momentum train. I know he got injured, so he couldn't fight. Not really his fault. But taking off his one year after going six and one, like he has kind of lost that steam. So he could get the win on Kevin Holland because like. It is a close fight. I, the odds would be closer if he didn't have the, the layoff. But it's just kind of like how serious are you now that you're back, um, back here? Kevin Holland, I don't think he has anything really to prove. I, I still think he's, he's on his way climbing the ladder of the welterweights. Like, he's, like as long as he continues what he's doing, his size and event, like his bigness, kind of – he's going to – even if you're good at things, he's going to have a seven – uh, D Rod is a really good boxer, but is he going to be able to get in close with Holland, who likes to use his range and be seven inches, eight inches is a long reach advantage? No, that's fucking the top of foot. Like, motherfucking, that's a big deal. But motherfucking, I gotta take, I gotta take Kevin Holland in this fight because I like his, I respect his style. But it's gonna be a good fight. I think it's gonna be, a, this is gonna be like a nice test. And I'm a firm believer that you don't get better at something by not doing it. So I got to take my dog, Kevin Holland, in this one. Because how could I not root for Kevin? I know. And even though it's a catchweight, Kevin Holland's going to be the bigger dude. Like, Daniel Rodriguez has always been a 170 or so. I think Holland gets the win. And I think, I want to say effortlessly, the odds are close for a reason. But I just think he's going to play the smart game of, using his reach, and he might even get a takedown here or there and showcase some wrestling. Uh, not wrestling, but showcases BJJ. So I think he gets a – I think this is one of my little favorite bets. I think Kevin Holland's on a 
this uh higher like a fucking steam train to the top right now welterweight yeah i think he needs um he just needs to let them knock each other welterweight what is he he went down to one seven uh, yeah he needs to yeah. let them boys knock each other out a little bit just play around and then he'll sneak his way into the top five shit I, here's some growing i don't think he's top 15 yet though so he has to at least uh, after this one, he might get that first rank because Danny Rodriguez is unranked, but I think he's like one of those fringe fighters on the t- like outside of the top 15. Next fight, though, we have two ranked fighters at the co-main event, even though one of them is in a different divi- different weight class. Tony Ferguson, the legend, living legend. You love him or you hate him. Number 11 lightweight in the world versus Ling Jinwing, number 14 welterweight in the world. This is a fight at welterweight. Tony Ferguson is moving up. He's been at welterweight before. He's fought there at the Ultimate Fighter. That's where he fought on. So this isn't his first rodeo there, but it is something significant because he is 38 years old now, moving up after taking, what, four straight losses? at lightweight, but they were against the top guys. It was Benil Deliesh. Charles Oliveira grounded him out. Gaethje gave him five rounds of punishment, and Chandler memed him with a front kick. So, In a fight that he was winning. Yeah, so it, it's not like he's losing the bums, but Ling Zhuang ain't no bum either. Ain't no slouch. They say he's one of the hardest hitters in the division. Definitely is. I mean, he has the most wins by Chinese men's fighters. I think he's like 11 and five in the UFC. So he's a kind of a pioneer. He's never got a belt, but for like, the, the, they're trying to build in China and he's like one of their cornerstones of the Chinese fighters and eight knockouts out of those 11 wins. So he has the heavy hands. Now he's dangerous, man. But I like my dog TF, man. I'm glad that he didn't listen to me when I said, go ahead and hang them things up. You feel me? I like to see Tony Ferguson. And like, like you said, the UFC isn't really with them. Like him and Nate Diaz probably a similar boats. The UFC isn't really with them. They're kind of, their time's passed. And if Tony Ferguson at his height is could have fought Khabib, I feel like this whole motherfucking world would be different. But One of the injury, biggest what-ifs right there. Yeah, because they fought him at the time. Dude literally slipped and got right. hurt it's on, on, on live TV. There was, there was the, it's the curse. They've planned that fight, I believe, two or three times. Like definitely two, but I think three times. But like every time someone got hurt six. right before. There's either six or seven. Oh, six or seven? Oh, shit. No, I believe. But like every time someone got sick, someone got hurt, someone like. And that was before COVID. It would have been, been, we would have been in a parallel universe right now. How do you feel about this fight, though, against moving up in weight? Does that, I mean, does that not worry you a little bit just because he was getting knocked out and taking a ton of punishment at lightweight? One of the heaviest hitters in Ling Juing is, like, he might break his jaw if he lands. He's a hard, like, that's a 15-pound difference, I believe. No cap. This is low-key a setup fight. But <laughs> we also got to remember Tony Ferguson didn't get knocked out in his entire career until he got mean by Michael Chandler in a fight that he was winning. So Tony Ferguson isn't like uh, – Tony Ferguson was a great title contender, great UFC interim champion. He was great. He definitely had his run. He was a big shit talker. But he's not – I want to go as far to call him a has-been. Yeah, I just think he's just older. He's 38 now. Like, stuff's slower. He has to take his time. And like, But I think he still has it in him. If he does get caught, 
we might have to call the motherfucking ambulance. Like we might have to have the ER on we have the surgery on deck. If not, we might as well got it. We must we might as well call the motherfucking coroner. But I don't think Tony Ferguson's gonna come in and play a fight as dumb fight. He understands that he got knocked out last fight. He's not really trying to redeem himself, but he's just trying to show that like, yo, I'm still a fucking Tony Ferguson. That's definitely Tony Ferguson's like, like he hates when people count him out. He is definitely the odds show it's one of the biggest odds on the card. Minus three hundred Ling Juing, plus two forty Tony Ferguson, like big two to almost like two and a half underdog. So I think I Ferguson does have a road to victory, and it is in his like I think if he takes him to the ground, his BJJ is really good. He can control him. He might even get a submission. Definitely don't want to stand up for that guy. Definitely. Yeah, that's the. But if you if there was some back and forth, there it is could be a lights out. And I'm not gonna say his chin is done just yet because this, like you said, that was his first time getting stopped was Chandler. But if it's back to back stoppages and it's a bad stoppage, then it might be like okay, like legendary Tony Ferguson chin as uh, it's gone because he used to his face would get cut up. He would bathe in the blood. He would be happy like he would he would be a new fighter after he got uh, after some blood on. If you catch him in a submission, you might as well just break that shit. Just break it, break it, break it. Because he's not tapping. Just break it. He's, there's no quit in Tony Ferguson. How are you feeling about? Let's get into the picks. Are you are you rocking with Tony Ferguson as the big underdog? Are you going with the Chinese warrior? You wanted me to pick the nigga too. I just gave all. I just gave him all, all this motherfucking good praise. You want me to pick the nigga? Why don't you? Well, no, I too much. I got I got my dog Tony Ferguson on this one. I think he has a road to victory, and I just want to see him fight a good fight. I don't want this to be his last fight, so I just want to sit there and try to find a way. But if he did lose, yeah, it's five minutes. Like Anderson Silva is doing something similar. True. Let's see. I'm I'm gonna go with Lean Jolene. I think the odds are right on this one. He like the 15 pounds of weight is gonna be a big big deal. I think like. It wasn't like he took a year off and he's coming up now. It's kind of like he just lost his fight a couple, like two, three months ago, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna just put, I'm put on some weight, and I'm gonna now fight at this this other weight class." And it, we don't ever see these older fighters trying to move rank classes late in their career after a lot of losses do real well. And I think the trend's gonna continue, and I think we might get another knockout because I don't think Jing's gonna wrestle him or anything like that. But I think he's has good enough wrestling defense to not get taken down and force to exchanges. And then he's going to, when he does knocked out uh Muslim Sadikov, who's fucking known for his high level striking was a height train at UFC, uh, uh, Long Island between Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. And I think he's the UFC didn't expect to have a star out of him, but they're low key. If he gets another one, he just stopped the height train. If he knocks out Tony Ferguson, like wait, he's coming off a win. Yeah, uh, so so this, like, I really don't see, like, I think UFC didn't expect to star him, but, like, they want China market, and he, uh, like, I think if he wins here, beats a legend, the star's only rising, they can use him some more. He fought at UFC China and won last time, so, or UFC Singapore, and so, like, he's low-key getting a second run in the UFC if he knocks off Tony Ferguson. If only Tony Ferguson could. I'm going to keep saying that, but hey, man, that's TF, man. We'll see how that shit goes. Y'all better not, y'all better not me and my dog if he gets knocked out again. I'm, I'm finding all of y'all. 
It may happen. The Twitter streets are ruthless. Not as ruthless as Dana White, though, setting up our boy Nate Diaz. That boy Hanzop Chemayev here for the main event of UFC 279. Uh, before we even get into this, I actually accidentally watched a, bio, a documentary on Kamza. It was one of those like fan-made documentaries. Did a great job, great talk back. I wish I, I wish I knew what this channel was so I could give him a shout out. Great job. But Hansbot is from the slums, like the 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 the, the slums. Nigga went to Sweden for like safety, like bro. This shit was crazy. He literally was in a war-torn, a war-torn fucking village motherfucking people dying on a regular like he's seen some shit and that's life on a regular basis so it makes sense that he comes with a kill 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 mentality yeah nah that boy really like he's like the Nomega Medoff like like real slums not like like <laughs> the police don't yep. even come to this village they don't there's no police in this village bro. like you get it how you get it I'm a firm believer in that motherfucking I'm a firm believer that motherfucking a lot of these fights come back, come back down to poverty. Like, who doesn't want to go back to the motherfucking slums? Like, I think that's that's how Leon Leon Edwards kicked the fuck out of Kamaru. I think that's how Yuri gets a motherfucking um head a headlock on motherfucking uh, a rear naked choke on Tex on Glover. Like, I think that comes down to poverty. Like, you gotta really sit down and think, I'm not going back and I'm enjoying life. So. Every time I think of Hosma, I'm like, this man has no choice but to become pound for pound champ. Like, one day he's going to be the number one. But he's going to be the number one in the street. The number one in my heart. Oh, bro, he's 11-0, unstoppable force. Like, first three fights didn't even get punched with a significant strike. Like, there's some – and he beat Ling Joing along the way, who, as we know, is – great strike like it's just like this isn't like he beat a, a, a ranked welterweight guy in like two minutes and didn't even get touched by him like it then goes out and has a fight of the year with gilbert burns and we saw that he's human but we also saw that like yo he hasn't just been beating bums but he could he he's he's legit he's taking gilbert burns down throwing him looking absolutely massive compared to gilbert burns is looking like a different weight class altogether like he's just the he, they have another Conor McGregor on their hands. Like, this man doesn't even need to put together sentences that great. Like, all he has to say is, I smash people. And the fans love it. Like, he, like his stardom is growing all on its own just because he dominates. And he's just like, I here to kill you all. Like, I will smash, smash, smash. I am the champion. Ah! But I love it, man. I fucking love it. And But he'd be number, he's going to be number one in every, in every um, book. But the number one in my heart, number one in the streets, my nigga motherfucking Nate Diaz. This motherfucker is the biggest thug in all of motherfucking combat sports. Like, he is the true OG when it comes to just keeping it real. The amount of motherfuckers he's flicked off walls, submitting their stupid ass. Like, this motherfucking Nate. somebody in the middle um, I wish I could. I wish I was in this motherfucker. And the fact, the last time, the last time we've seen this nigga, he pissed at the motherfucking UFC motherfucking headquarters. Like this motherfucker is a menace, and I love it. He's like the Fifty Cent of the UFC. And he don't like. It's not just beefing with fighters. He beefs with the management. He beefs with the owner. He beefs with CEOs. He, he like only everyone. Everybody can get it. Except her beef. 
everyone can get it, bro. Fuck everybody. Fuck everything. Like, and he's only going to get bigger, too. Like, he's older now, but, like, after his UFC contract, after this fight, he has plans. Like, he's been waiting for this fight just so he can go on with his plans. Like, he has some big shit set up, and I want to see what the fuck that is. And I think that's probably the reason why they gave him Hazma. Because it was like, yo, motherfucking... They was like, yo, you're not going to be doing nothing with us after this, and we don't want to motherfucking... So they're trying to just get him murdered one time. But I just hope it don't go down like that. How do you think this fight's going to go? Nah, bro, it's going to be a murder. Like, everyone loves to play the clip of how... Nate Diaz rocked Edwards towards the final moments of that fight, but like prior prior to that rock, bro, like he got he was getting absolutely destroyed on the feet, and it, like it was it wasn't a close fight, and I think Jamiah is there were some old clips I saw going around when Nate Diaz was fighting Roy McDonald back back in Nate Diaz's prime and Roy McDonald's in his prime. Roy McDonald in this one fight picked him up above his shoulder like five times. And spine busted his ass. God damn. And Roy McDonald's a great wrestler, but he was not. Like, he was big for the division too. But like Chimaev is just this. If he could do that, Chimaev can absolutely do it. And I'm that's I'm just getting like clips of that in my head of seeing a lot of people expecting him to get the knockout and it's completely a blur. I see Chimaev picking him up on his shoulder and spine busting Nate Diaz, and that's gonna be like the meme or something. I see that at least one time in this fight and. He, he's he's going to grind him out. He's a smash, smash, smash. He's, it might be a TKO on the ground with the punches, might get stopped. But I, I don't see this being a competitive fight, but I do see it being a fun fight while while it lasts. I do think there will be a finish. I, I don't know submission or TKO, but I don't I just don't see how you, he's going to go 25 minutes with Jemayev. Yeah, I don't see it either, and I hope it's an automatic because five rounds is a long time. 25 minutes is a long time. To be locked in a cage. No, nah, for real. But he's not backing down. He's going to flick him off. He's going to say, like, he's going to do whatever. He's going to do Nate Diaz shit. I just hope it's not a murder. And I hope it goes to at least a third. What's what over is, under? Uh, I think it's two and a half or three and a half. Probably three and yeah. a half. Oh, no. Ah, dang. I got to take the under on that one. But I'm hoping it goes to the motherfucking third. I want to see a little drinking game for everybody this weekend. Every time he flicks off Jemayev, take a shot. And Anytime he does his little Ric Flair dance, or like as if he's about to like walk away, and then he fakes it and then swings a punch type shit. Like he does his little like pretend I walk and the punches at you. He does some funny shit, like some crazy Ric Flair shit. I, if he does that, I'm taking a shot every time he does one of those little those little moves. Like I'm done. All right, I'm gonna walk off and then just turn and swing. <laughs> What's your favorite Nate Diaz quote? Oh, I don't probably fuck everybody. Does that one simple enough? <laughs> Nah, my favorite. I've been watching the countdowns. My favorite is he said, "We gonna beat y'all ass." That's what's up. Like that shit, I can watch that shit for days. Like I said, it's every time I see that shit, I replay it. it was, we gonna beat y'all ass. And that's what's up. And I was like, "This is this is my champion." This and is- Nate Diaz has been having his beef with the UFC for a minute because some people forget that like his first fight back against Leon Edwards. I think it was supposed to be a big. I don't know if it was that fight or maybe it was the Mazudal BMF fight, but. It was supposed to be a big deal. He was supposed to have his own little moment. Shout out to him. And then they announced something with Conor McGregor and something, like, on the same presser for him. And he just, like, up and left because that that was, like, he was, like, 
it took his moment. Like everyone, like this, like this was be my moment type shit. And they decided, like, so his beef with these motherfuckers have been going back for a minute. Everything they do, he feels like it's is towards towards him, and everything he does, they feel like it's towards them. So, like, I love. This I think, shit. I think it's well. We know that it's not just the D uh, Nate Diaz out of this. It's the Diaz brothers. They've always had this beef with the UFC. And these niggas was treating weed. When it came to his brother, they was treating weed like steroids. They tried to give him a lifetime ban for smoking. So, like, something that's legal now. So, like, it's the, I think it was a long time ago they he decided it's fucking UFC. The niggas are snakes. But he's such a, and remember, they were trying to say that he's not a big draw. Like, they've disrespected him many, many times. So, like, and he's not the type to just keep being like, oh, yeah, maybe they'll change. Now, he, fuck y'all. Fuck everybody. That's how he feels. Except Ariel Hawani, like that's the homie. Yeah, and Ariel, and Dana White doesn't fuck with Ariel Hawani, so like it only makes sense. Like, it's fuck. Uh, it's the beef with Dana White only got bigger with that one. No, yeah. Shit. Anything else you got on this card? Um, are we wearing all black to the next episode? You may have to. There might be two funerals we may have to attend to next week. The two living legends. Of Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson. I'm like, don't make me come with my black umbrella. That's how I know shit was bit shit got bad. I'm at least giving the respect of not putting them in the pack, even though I feel like Nate Diaz would enjoy getting put into the pack. Like if he goes, I feel like he, he would want his people to smoke his ashes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like knowing Nate Diaz, I feel like that's the way you want to go. It's gonna be great, man. I hope it doesn't go. I hope it doesn't go too bad, but hey, it's gonna be a great card. Don't forget Kevin Holland's in this motherfucker. Johnny and, Walker's on the card too. Fucking banger. And then after this, the next the next big pay per view is gonna be USC Tour. Abu Dhabi. But nah, man, we're going to motherfucking Vegas this week. This has been the UFC 279 Totally Blitz Fight Club recap. You bitch. Motherfucker, we've been out here talking this shit. Go go peep our boxing previews and football season is back this week, motherfuckers. So we're gonna keep we gonna keep giving you what you need. Keep going ahead and getting that crack from us. We coming every week with it. But this is if you didn't know, I don't mind telling you one more time, you bitch, that this has been the totally blitz. Yeah, be passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with being, got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes, this ain't not new.